and welcome back to Dark Opinions, Dark Reporter. So, uh, Mental Health Wednesday has been on a hiatus for a minute, um, but it's back. And this topic today is, um, well, yesterday, the uh, Uvalde school, the Uvalde uh, students uh, went back to school. But thankfully, not back to Rob Elementary. They're going to a new school. And I think it's so amazing. The show of support that they're getting across the country, probably across the world. But today's report is not about what we're hearing so much about the students and the impact on the on the students and the teachers, the lives lost. But today, I'm talking about the shooter. And why am I talking about the shooter? I'm talking about the shooter because we know so much about the impact the student, the, the shooter made when he killed 21 people at Rob Elementary, including students and teachers. But what do we really know about the shooter and his motivation? He was uh, pretty young, like around 17, somewhere around there. And um, he wasn't academically... um, adequate in school. So it was like by the time he was, well, I believe that by the time he was 17, I believe, maybe he was a little bit older when he did the shooting, but I believe that by the time he was 17, um, he was involuntarily removed from school for um, um, not advancing past the ninth grade. Okay, so this is this is pretty serious. And what I find uh, appalling is that is the lack of response, the lack of care and concern from the school, from the school district. I'm not, I've been researching this now. I'm not seeing any reports of there being an IEP. Um, the mother was informed by the teacher that her son, Salvador Ramos, might need extra help or because he's not able to keep up. And the mom reportedly told the teacher he's doing fine. He has friends in his classroom and yada, yada. And I think that I'm not sure, but I have had one child or two children who received IEPs in school. But I don't know if if a parent denies 
I don't think a school can force a parent to accept an IEP for their child. Um, but Salvador, Salvador Ramos, that's the name of the shooter. Uh, he, he was pretty, um, traumatized. He had missed a hundred days of school annually. So more than this happened more than just one year. Um, he, the reports say that he was really bullied, bullied because he stuttered, bullied because of how he looked, bullied for whatever reason the kids and some of the teachers could bully him. And I can actually see that as fact. Now, we all know, or we all should know, that bullying does leave very deep scars. Even in people who seem to have gotten over it, it's still there. And it shapes a person's life. Going through school, going through uh, lower elementary, elementary, middle, and high school, those are very formative years in a child, in a person's life. And if you're bullied, especially relentlessly bullied, like Salvador was, then that's something, that's a deep scar that carries, that shapes that person's life going forward. Even past high school. And so... It's no, we're no stranger to uh, students who bring guns and shoot up schools or bring guns with an intention to shoot those that have bullied them. So this Rob Elementary does, in my opinion, part of the blame for what happened and Uvalde does lie on the Rob Elementary School system. They should have been a lot more reactive to the bullying when somebody witnesses, sees somebody being bullied. Somebody should have stepped in. Somebody on the staff should have stepped in and reported it. And whoever was doing the bullying should have been should have been reprimanded, whether it's student or teacher or anybody there. The the secretary, the principal, whoever. Being bullied causes deep emotional scars. And it's difficult to heal from that. So now we are seeing the motivation behind the shooting. And um, he had a couple violent interactions. He had, he was able to hold a job, but he was let go because of violent rhetoric um, towards females that um, I'm not sure what happened, but that's something that 
is in the minds of those who work with them, um, the managers there, now that the shooting has happened. Um, They're saying there was a whole lot of red flags, a whole lot of things that were apparent leading up to the shooting that should have alerted a lot of people. They were obvious. So he made, he was a loner. He was, he isolated himself, but there were still so many things that were so loud about him that should have warranted attention. Now, I don't know if he was, if he received mental health attention or was approached to receive mental health attention, but it's no secret how I feel about the mental health professionals and how they lack so much in caring for those who have mental health issues. They are part of the problem. They are part of the problem that every, they're part of the problem with mass shootings. They're part of the problem with, um, um, uh, uh, serial killers and anybody who harms society due to a mental ailment, due, due, due to a mental illness that is not being addressed. And they're good at just chucking pills at you and sending you out the door and letting society deal with the aftermath. But here's the thing. The federal government has the power to do more to arm the mental health professionals with more power to force someone to stay in a mental health facility that is a threat to society. We've got new gun laws that say that our uh, red flag laws that say called red flag laws that say that and, and not all states have it and, and not surprisingly Texas is one of those states that don't have it um, the red flag laws prevent people with uh, mental illnesses that can be a threat to others or that are, are, are not even documented as having mental illness but are a threat or felt as being a threat to others, uh, preventing them from um, having a handgun, getting a hand, getting guns, um, any type of weapons. And um, anybody can report the person. And um, that is, um, that is good. That is amazing. But we still need to do more. In fact, the federal government, and I know that there is a separation between how much the federal government can force the states to do. But this is something that affects everybody so deeply 
and not politically. This is not political. And seeing as how it's not politically based, the, I feel the federal government should be able to mandate, make it mandatory for every state to have red flag laws and to enact them and to encourage reporting. Um, especially in states that allow guns to be carried without um, proper uh, requirements for holding a handgun, like Texas. So, um, I, I, I can't help but think about Greg Abbott, the governor, the gov- current governor here, here who um, made it a mandatory law in Texas that no, um, that there will be no requirement to buy a handgun. Anybody can walk up and buy a handgun, no matter what. Um, and then we have this Uvalde school shooting soon after. The Uvalde school shooting, and nobody is mentioning this, the, the Uvalde school shooting mainly, in my opinion, mainly, mainly lies in the, in the lap of the governor of Texas who, who uh, passed that law. That law was his brainchild. His decision, he wanted it done, so he did it. If he hadn't done that, Uvalde probably would not have happened because he would not have gotten his hands on the gun. And people around him knew that he was uh, an unsafe individual. Uvalde's in Texas, by the way. People around him knew that uh, he was an unsafe individual because I think he was around 15. He was at, he was, well, he was too young to buy a gun. And he was asking people around him to buy him a gun, and they absolutely refused. And not just because he was too young, but because they knew that he was mentally incapable of carrying a gun. He would be very irresponsible in carrying a gun. So with all of this information... It's like, why wasn't he, like, carted off to a mental hospital somewhere, involuntarily reported to a mental, involuntary, involuntarily, uh, what's it called, committed, involuntarily committed to a mental hospital so he could be evaluated and helped and probably receive counseling for all the bullying he received. There's, there's a lot of people who could have prevented the shooting had they acted on what was so obvious before them. But Salvador Ramos, I mean, 
He was let down by his school because they didn't support him the way that they should have. He was let down by the governor of Texas because the governor of Texas did not protect society from him, nor did Governor Greg Abbott protect Salvador Ramos from himself. So here we are, 21 people dead, and the reports, was, this is very important, that just before the shooting, he had, um, he had spoken to a friend about bullying that he received in the fourth grade, fourth grade now. And the shooting, at least the the brunt of the shooting happened in his fourth grade classroom. Okay, so this is where the teachers have a responsibility to to report bullying. This is also where the teachers the teacher should be mature enough not to bully a child like the fourth graders they're supposed to be instructing they're supposed to be a role a type of role model for that teacher or those teachers are responsible for what happened as well Bullying needs to stop. Bullying, shaming, whatever it is, it needs to stop. America needs to start growing up and realizing the effect that their their ignorant behaviors have on people. Yes, children, they go through stages and they bully, but that's where the parents and the teachers The parents and the school steps in to educate the children that bullying is wrong and why bullying is wrong. And don't be afraid or too sensitive to use situations like what happened in Uvalde as an example to show, to to teach children why bullying is wrong, what could happen. And not just that tragedies like that could happen, but what the uh, the effects it has on the individual. I'm like, you know what? During COVID, parents were just like belly aching over their children having to homeschool and all that kind of stuff. America needs to stop being so damn sensitive. I'm thinking that since the public school system failed so many times, you don't hear about this stuff happening in private schools. Only in the public school system. 
only in the public school system does this happen. So I'm saying for the public schools, maybe y'all need to go back to Zoom classrooms. Maybe y'all need to go back to homeschooling. At least their people will be safe. Most people. Because for some students, going to school, if they live in an abusive home, is actually a relief from being there. But then, also, what needs to be integrated is mental health check-ins for the students. Mental health check-ins. Is everything okay? A visit every now and then from the school, from somebody in the school district, from the school counselors, to the homes, a mandatory visit. And don't be like these these lackadaisical social workers who don't do their job and place children in harm by not removing them when they see obvious signs of abuse. If a child is being bullied at home, which normally carries to school, if a child is is, is being uh, experiencing some type of mental, emotional, physical, some type of trauma at home that needs to be reported and a needs assessment done to see what that home needs and provide services for that home. And if that fails, then the child needs to be removed from the home. That's how this needs to work. Because America should be able to see that the public school system is a failure. And one last thing is that with homeschooling, you can still participate in sports with the school. No problem with that. But either get rid of public schools and just send children to private schools or homeschool. And I forget her name. She received a lot of backlash for her ideas on getting rid of public schools and just using private schools. Well, you know what? I really never, I never, I never criticized her because I was so much in thought of what she had, of of what she was proposing. And I saw the good of it, but I saw the bad of it also. The bad of it just being financial. A lot of parents uh, send their kids to uh, public schools because they can't afford private schools. And a lot of private schools are religiously based. They don't want their kids to be influenced by religion, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, now she's making a lot of sense. I forget her name. 
but she's making a lot of sense. She's a Republican, yes. Um, but yes, she, uh, she's making a whole lot of sense. And I think she was over at like the education section in the uh, federal government or something like that. But um, I think that either private school only or homeschooling is the only solution for America. We have to be strapped down to very few options because uh, 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 our education needs a life jacket. It does. Because for school shootings to happen just as casually and as randomly as they do here in this country. You get families everywhere that have been rocked and torn apart by mass by, by these school shootings. But yet they still happen because oh my god, the uh the stage and the federal government don't know what to do, don't know how to fix the problem. Well, I just gave you the solution. If there's nobody in public schools, there's no school shooting. If there's nobody in a brick and mortar public school, there's no school shooting. School shootings do not happen in private schools. And how was that student, if that student, if Salvador Ramos was already removed from the school, involuntarily uh, 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 disenrolled from the school, how did he get in? Well, I'm going to tell you this. At my son's middle school, That it nope, I'm gonna say because when he he was in elementary school, uh, uh, preschool and kindergarten, he went to a private school, Sacred Heart, um, elementary school, and um, that was very, very even back in early 2000. This is like in 2000, I want to say 2006, 2007. It was very secure. Very secure. You had to, you could not enter that school without being on camera and without pressing a button that sounded an alarm to the office. And the office would speak to you through an intercom and ask you for your, uh, what your purpose was. And um, it was, it was very secure. Uh, the school's still going strong. No school shootings. So, um, and you're talking about beefing up security. When you beef up security for a public school, you're tapping into the state's budget. Private schools don't go, are not state funded, which is why they are expensive because they have to 
account for their own budget. But in accounting for their own budget, they still do what they need to do. Now, with Sacred Heart, to help with the budget, they did have financial help. But it was mandatory for every family to sell a certain amount of carnival tickets. Because annually, they had a school carnival that was a school bazaar that was really, really fun. It was amazing. Even you didn't have to belong to Sacred Heart. You didn't have to be Catholic. You didn't have to. It was, uh, the bazaar was open to the public. And it was not on school days or anything like that. But it was fun for the whole community. And so it wasn't hard to sell tickets. That was, uh, and then with the churches, the uh, tithing, the the offerings that people paid um, uh, went to support the church and also supported the schools. And Catholics aren't the only ones that have private schools. Um, So, I think, I'm not sure. I'm thinking about Kip uh, Element, Kip Schools here in Houston. I think they kind of operate like a private school, but they're not religiously based. I don't think, I don't think that they're exp- they're expensive to send your child to. They just have a very rigorous, which is good, very good. They have a very rigorous um, uh, academic profile, and uh, with their students having extensive homework through when most when they have summer break, they still have homework they are responsible for turning in. So it's like a twenty four. It's like a, a 365-day school. Um, you know, the public schools have long been needing an, uh, uh, an overhauling uh, change. And this, this might be, this is what is needed. And I think that lady, I wish I remember her name, um, I wish you, I wish, or maybe because she was a woman that people didn't want to listen to her, but anyway, um, or maybe because she was, uh, um, uh, in, uh, Trump's, uh, team of, uh, White House, uh, uh, you know, um, that he had elected her for the education department or something like that. people just kind of laughed her off. But maybe if we had listened to her instead of seeing her political position, who who, uh, Trump was, maybe we listened to her reasoning as being independent of anything political. Maybe if we had tried her idea out, Uvalde wouldn't happen. But I can guarantee you one thing, there will be another school shooting. Why? Because we still haven't done anything. 
only thing that has happened is that the police chief got fired and and they closed Rob Elementary. That's it. So, um, it's crazy. Absolutely insane. How unresponsive we are to our nation's cries. Close public schools. That's the solution. You don't have to close the academic, the music, the arts, or anything like that. Just close down the public school classrooms. Close down the public school classrooms. And it's sad that that must be done for children to survive. It's crazy. All right, y'all. So that's the end of my mental health Wednesday report. The next time I report, I'm going to... Oh, my next podcast episode is going to be on... Da, 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 serial killers and their mental health diagnoses. Hmm. Uh, namely, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I might even do. Um, I'm not sure. I'm. I'm research. I'm starting research on BTK. Um, and uh, maybe. I think his name is David Berkowitz, some of Son of Sam, the more popular ones. Um, because for the unpopular ones, there are a lot of them out there uh, 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 that we don't know about because they haven't made headlines. Like the, the Fab Five, I, I would call them. Bundy, Dahmer, Berkowitz. Um, the Green River and BTK, but um, that's going to take so that's going to take more time to research them. So I'm not going to do all five, but some of the five. I might j- just touch on some others among the five, but um, that's what's up next for my next episode. So stay tuned. Um, if you're new here, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed and, and I hope you learned and I've been able to enlighten even some of you on the importance of needing changes in our public school system and our reporting of bullying. And um If you're returning, thank you. Thank you for returning. Thank you for listening in again. And I want you all to stay safe and take care. Bye.